0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Bearded Losers. Um, we are back after a little bit of a break. Uh, movie massacre, you can settle down now. Um, our super superfan frenzy, I haven't, I haven't told you, he was very disappointed that we did not have a new episode last week. Um, he actually voiced his opinion. But then as me, you know, shamelessly plugging the show, I said we have a huge back catalog. So he binge listened to all of our uh, Friday the 13th episodes in one day, which is, you know, part nine, part seven, and then our retrospective, which is like two and a half long, so we thank you for your sacrifice Movie Master. You know, we appreciate everything. Um, I am Eric from Hey Internet, Eric here, and as always I'm with the man that I would want on my side if I had to write the song that united the universe, my buddy friends. And last week, um, before we get to tonight's episode, last week we talked Big Trouble Little China. Um, I was very surprised at our conversation how the difference of opinions were. I do want to say thank you to the positive feedback we got from that Movie Massacre basically blew us uh, both of us for our, our conversations and Finley over at uh Drinking Dirty in Jersey I, I warned you Frenzy that it was his favorite movie of all time I warned him I want to thank him for the uh the shout out he gave us on on his show and he actually was very happy with the uh the episode even though he didn't agree with your thought but he did laugh out loud when you said that uh Egg Shen was basically the chunk of their little Goonies group so that's it uh so I guess I guess you're going to survive that and as we as we're going to start doing before we get to the episode at hand is there anything you wanted to mention about big trouble in little china that you forgot to mention in last episode
1: that that is kind of a tragedy though with that movie it could have been because it was a a a bomb Mm -hmm. i mean did he make any movies that made money except for halloween we need to look into that like how the fuck did he make so many movies if they're all bombs but it's unfortunate I don't, I don't... it should have been like an Indiana He that character should have been like an Indiana Jones thing there there should have mm-hmm. been three of those yeah. big trouble in little china big trouble in i don't know whatever the fuck yeah. he's no have to be america like he he drives a truck to another part of it's just really unfortunate it's so awesome that that you can um, fight
0: the red the evil mutant rednecks in georgia and stuff
1: like that sure or whatever kind of i'm not saying necessarily bigfoot you know our own mythology that we have in this country Mm -hmm. um that would have been so awesome it just sucks
0: i want to see him like go to like new jersey and fight the like the new jersey devil and stuff like that
1: sure and there's like a whole cult around it yeah Oh, man. The only
0: thing I wanted to say is, or at least ask you, I forgot to ask you, is you know how the movie ends on, like, it ends on a cliffhanger, the big, like, skunk ape or whatever the fuck it's called, you know, comes out of the back of of Jack's truck, and then, you know, we don't know what happened to Jack because Egg Shen's talking to his lawyer, and, like, Jack, uh, what's happened to Jack is a mystery. They did continue Jack's story in comic book form. Did you ever read The Big Trouble in Little China comic?
1: I hate to admit it, but no, I haven't. Didn't know they existed.
0: That's okay, because I read read uh, the first like two or three episodes and i don't recommend them because <laughs> even though he, jack apparently eventually meets snake pliskin um i don't recommend the three that i read because we you know how we kind of said that even though he's trying to be john wayne in this movie he's kind of like a lovable dork they make him like really really retarded in the comic books like like really like stupid think of like um spicoli from fast times at ridgemont high just take out the weed and it just really destroys the character so the only thing i want to add is i do not recommend the comic
1: that's unfortunate really i thought the comic books were supposed to expand the characters um not you know hurt them or belittle know, them
0: the, the skunk ape, the skunk ape character actually becomes like his his sidekick in the comic
1: that's fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs>
0: but with, with that, if you watch Two Bearded Losers, it would, the context is a lot easier, you know, because sometimes some people, like Movie Massacre, just listens. Uh, during our Stephen King game, apparently, I thought I won, but then I was told that I fucked up. And if you listen, you only heard um, sound effects. But if you watch, you saw that I fucked up when I mentioned uh, someone that was in Face Off who wasn't in Face Off, which means in our rules, once you fuck up, you forfeit the game. So that means... Tonight we are not doing Freak, which is what I chose. Tonight we are doing Frenzy's last choice for he fucked up, so we're not even. Uh, tonight we're <laughs> discussing uh, Enemy Mine. Now, before I get to Frenzy's opinion, I do know this would be the first time he's ever watched it, correct? Right. Yep, This is, and that's why he, you picked it, and that's why I was really excited. Um, this was another recorded-off HBO movie, you know, from my childhood. I've watched it numerous, numerous times, if you have never heard of it, because, you know, a lot of people haven't. I'm surprised. Um... It's Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr., and it's sometime in the future, you know, like as always. And of course, Earth is feuding with this alien race called the Drak, and they're like reptilian creatures. That's who Louis Gossett Jr. plays. And Dennis Quaid and uh, Louis Gossett Jr., they're in a firefight in space, and of course they crash land on the same planet. And basically, the whole rest of the movie, minus a a subplot with Louis Gossett Jr.'s baby, um, is uh, basically Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr., you know, um, Willis stavage and I guess they call him Jerry because he's got some alien name but they call him Jerry of short is it's basically them trying to live on this planet together and survive while also trying to find a way home um I like I said I've seen this movie numerous numerous times child seen it numerous numerous times as an adult I finally found the the DVD on eBay um for like not a a rape you up the ass type of price that eBay is known to do for like these out of print DVDs um so I don't have to have like my Fox you know selections VHS tape anymore um watched it right when i got it because if it's ebay i want to make sure that it works properly still enjoy this movie from beginning to end my daughter sat down halfway through basically when uh i think not more than halfway through like maybe after like the first 25 minutes she sat and watched the rest of the movie she enjoyed it um she understood the the basic you know theme of the movie how just because you're different you need to get along we all need to get along that that uh sappy shit um so i absolutely love this film frenzy are you going to agree with with me or are you going to shit all
1: over it <laughs> is that it it's the only two options
0: well i'm just I'm, I'm hoping for the best but i'm preparing for the worst.
1: Hmm. words of wisdom um how do i break it to you this one well, honestly. I, honestly i'm not a fan of this movie um but at the same time i obviously don't hate this one this is not something i'm not really disappointed but at the same time i'm definitely you know never going to watch this again okay because what i think it is and uh i'm sure a thousand people have said this before Mm -hmm. um this is just a bad episode of star trek now and by that i mean because i've seen every all of star trek there are there are good episodes and there's bad ones okay and that that applies to to anything. Twilight Zone. Are huh?
0: Are we talking about good Star Trek, bad Star Trek? Does it matter Star Trek?
1: Oh no, the good Star Trek is the original series and and the next generation. That's the only good Star Trek. The rest is like <laughs> super hardcore nerd stuff that I don't care about. Like I'm not gonna split hairs with how because those you know uh all that other stuff, Deep Space Nine stuff, I, I like it, but it's it's trash.
0: I've never watched Star Trek so that's why I was
1: asking Yeah that that's the good news of this whole debacle of enemy mind which I, I do have a lot to say about that if you like this movie as Um, much as you purport to then star trek should be like your favorite your new favorite thing because this is and and i don't mean completely negative when i said bad episode because even the bad episodes um because they all can't be you know home runs Mm. are they still have so much charm and there's there's so much good stuff uh, about those but um the the big bigger difference is that especially with like the next generation um compared to this this is so watered down with what it's trying the point that it's trying to get across to the whole Mm -hmm. point of the movie uh how you know and the title and all that stuff is just a little too watered down for me i'm i'm i understand especially if you saw this as a kid i would have fucking loved loved this movie as a kid. It's one I can't believe okay. I never saw it. And that's okay. that's actually kind of sad to me because now, This is like you go ahead when
0: you, say water, when you say watered down you mean like violence wise or tone wise or what
1: no just in the delivery the the it's unfortunate that the message that it, your daughter understood it and that's great and i can see why people like this mm-hmm. it's just I, it's like i'm always going back to edge for some reason it's not necessarily that this movie doesn't have an edge it's mm-hmm. that it's not taking advantage of the infinite possibilities with with the subject matter of racism and stuff like that like mm-hmm. they could have if you're essentially making a a movie about two guys stuck in a a, it's not like it's almost like a play this movie right like most of it is a it's set in one specific area and these two people that are sworn enemies are Mm -hmm. getting to know each other that's it it's just like any other there's a thousand plays like that Mm -hmm. that's really dependent on the writing and the development of the characters and their backgrounds and stuff and how it appears we'll probably argue about this it appears on the surface because the movie's so flashy and so beautiful turns out this is the only wolfgang peterson movie i've never seen i didn't know that he directed this or i would have watched it a long time ago
0: yeah that's why you were excited to to watch it because when i picked it or when you picked it i I said that it was wolfgang peterson i only know wolfgang from never ending story yeah and if i've seen another wolfgang movie i didn't know it was him
1: i've literally seen all of them because i looked it up i was like when did this because there's there's two wolfgang peterson's a really bizarre director he had his 80s early 90s period Mm -hmm then his late 90s and he just like gave up. He doesn't do anything anymore. And um his later stuff is not flashy at all. It's just kind of um he didn't he stopped caring about like uh the aesthetics of the movie. Uh mm-hmm. you know, you've seen P- Perfect Storm? Yes. Poseidon, the 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 reboot of Poseidon Adventure but with um
0: Kurt Russell. Yeah. You saw that? I saw that. We saw that in theater.
1: Yeah, see, they're not really flashy those movies. No. And they're not it's it's all about um more of uh character studies and like his old older stuff super flashy production design all that stuff never any story das boot and um uh shattered with tom berenger like super almost like david lynch but uh that movie came out right after twin peaks it doesn't matter okay uh i forgot what we're talking about what was the was i getting to something uh
0: you mentioned wolfgang peterson you said you were surprised like had you known this was wolfgang you would have watched it a long time
1: yes okay that ties into the flashiness of this movie and the ridiculous budget and it it, they they spent so much money and the attention to detail on things that aren't important Mm -hmm. when all that's important is the writing and the getting to know these characters it it's very charming but i yeah. think it's the the overall larger than life Aesthetics that the high production Quality that mm-hmm. distracts People from the reality That the the movie's very shallow that's all I'm saying it seems Like oh it's like on the surface It seems like these characters uh, It's it's a lot deeper than it actually Is that's and that's slowly Unraveled for me because I've never seen this And mm-hmm. as I was watching it it's like They just became friends too fast Obviously to me uh, it, it, It's like they resolve their differences So quickly that I couldn't couldn't believe it that the that whoever wrote this or whatever threw away so much opportunity because basically you've got three parts to this film. The first part, like the first and last part, are horrific. I don't like, especially the last part. I don't even understand what's going on in the third part because they're literally these fucking evil miners show up mm-hmm. and I, I don't understand. Okay, um, we'll get to it. You can explain that better to me. And the first okay. part, you know, your your cliche sci fi stuff. It's the the mm-hmm. meat is when they're together on the planet. And uh, you know we'll get to spoilers and stuff And uh, I think that it just It kind of like rushed through that for me There wasn't enough development
0: well, first off, the thing is, is you think they became friends too fast. Totally disagree with that. Totally disagree with that. Because you, the way you can tell how to, the only way you can tell how long that they've been on this planet is the length of Dennis Quaid's hair and beard, okay? Because when when Willis, Willis Davidge is, 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 is Dennis Quaid, when he and Jerry uh, crash land, short, Dennis has short hair, clean shaven, okay? When they finally at least start to respect each other, it's the scene where Willis is hunting those little not really crab creatures, but the thing with like the, the shell. I don't know yeah. what, well, how to really fucking explain it. The things with the snouts and whatever. When he's hunting them for food and he falls down that, I guess the fucking Sarlacc pit, you know, in the sand. Yeah. Okay. And he's going to be food for whatever the fucking creature is. And Jerry saves his life because and the reason why he saves his life, he says I, you know, I can't, I don't know the actual quote his, he says, maybe I saved you because I needed to look at another face, even if it's one as ugly as yours. But that thing out there is even more uglier than you. So that's when the respect starts to happen. They're not friends yet, but they know they need each other to survive. Willis already has shoulder-length hair, and he's got a full beard. So, month? Six months? Whoever knows how fucking long it's been. A year, maybe? So, you know, it's a 90-minute movie. They've been on that rock for a long, long time. We just don't get to see as much conflict. So, I really think that there is plenty of time going by we just don't see it going by where they're not getting along basically you know jerry's got his fucking laser gun and he's making willis be the little bitch and doing all the work so i think there's plenty of time where they're butting heads i think your your problem is maybe is you don't see it
1: yeah and we're talking about i agree with you somewhat but we're talking about two different things because there's on-screen time which is within the context of the story as it's unfolding like of course the it's it might be a year especially the the second half of the relationship um when things start to go bad um or however you want to interpret that i'm talking about in proportion to the actual film like the the chapters and the layout and the length of the movie it's disproportionate that they wasted so much time on a completely and just, like fucking retarded ending with these minor people because and i know because i i looked it up i didn't understand why that's in the movie and it's actually because you already know this little trivia Mm-hmm. the producers thought that if they didn't have an actual enemy mine in the movie that it would confuse people mm-hmm. so that's already retarded but it's disproportionate to the amount of actual screen time because to me the most interesting part is their relationship and you know we mm-hmm. can't we can't talk about this without spoiling it but yeah, well, when the we when we they finally have well. when they finally have the baby yeah. that gets too much time too really? i understand but i at the same time it's like i'm just i'm not trying to just shit on this movie no no. it's just that you kill off the most interesting character for this safe by the books kind of cookie cutter nonsense and then there's no payoff in the end because you already know what's going to happen it's this it's too safe it's it's not i i want something i'm not necessarily edgier Mm -hmm. but different you're already making it's already a huge risk to make a movie like this anyway i don't know why they thought people were going to turn out in mass to see uh, a, basically a play with an alien and an astronaut. Trying to survive. I mean, I guess they marked it wrong or something.
0: You know, let's let you, let's talk about the dark stuff first because I thought they always say like when I'm on the graveyard shift, Mike, and we're talking about a shitty movie. I'm not saying this movie is because obviously I fucking love it. But even if it's a crappy movie, if you have a good beginning, I'm hooked. Now before there's even any fucking you know spaceships and, and, and fights and lasers and explosions, we have. I think this is a great hook, at least for me, to get me interested. We have, you know, we have have Willis narrating everything. We just see the open space and then we just see a close up of a dead astronaut and his visor has been smashed, he's fried and he's literally just floating around in the vastness of space and you got pieces of his spaceship, you know, floating around him I'm hooked I know there's going to be some brutal stuff in this movie and I love that about Willis in this movie he hates the drag with a pet you know he calls them toad face which is I'm sure PG-13 version of the N-word you know that's how they throw it around um, he basically he enjoys killing the drag because when he blows one up he, 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 he's got you know it's Dennis Quaid so he's got the Joker grin on his fucking face and he's cheering he's saying ha ha gotcha and this and that and then you know once one of his men—I well, don't know if it's a man or woman—but one of his uh, compadres is is blown up by a drag. And I'm I'm assuming it's Jerry. Um, he's out for blood, and that just shows he he his full hatred for the uh, rape because he's going into uncharted territory. You know, his buddy um, Joey—you know, his, his little you know sidekick, I guess he would say—he's um, warning him, don't go into this. And you know, Willis isn't li- listening to him. He's got you know uh, his sight set. He hits he hits uh, Jerry. Jerry's going down. Willis doesn't care. He wants to make sure this fucker is dead. He's going in uncharted territory. He, uh, Joey warns him that we don't know what this place is. He sees Jerry eject. And that's when Willis realizes he's fucked. And then Jerry's spaceship crashes into them. That's what causes them to go down. And again, remember, I'm seeing this as a kid. And I'm not, you know, I'm not grossed out as a kid. But I thought this was a big deal. Yet yeah, you start out with that fried astronaut in the beginning. And then when they crash, you see Joey's face man, right on his control board or control panel whatever you want to call it, and Willis takes him to safety, and his face is bloody enough for an 80s PG-13 Star Trek episode, or whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Joey dies, right? You know, like like that. You know, Willis looks the other way, and then Joey's dead with his eyes open. That's pretty brutal, and then Willis is in full revenge mode, and it's still really fucking dark. He wants to kill this drag. You know, Jerry's swimming in uh, some lagoon, and uh, Willis goes, he steals the gasoline from uh, Jerry's spaceship and he pours it in the water and he lights it on fire and that's some really dark shit and then it's really this one of my favorite shots in the whole fucking movie is when Jerry's face pops up from the water and he's got the fucking fire around him and all he does is he he, he growls and, and gurgles at the same time. I don't know how fucking Louis Gossett Jr. did it. It's in like the, the IMDB uh, show notes or whatever but Lewis is making that gurgle noise himself and it's this really beautiful but scary shot of his face in the fire just snarling at Willis. And then Willis fucks up, he, you know, he gets electrocuted, and then he becomes tossed. So it's already starting out. I'm hooked, it's dark, there's death, there's, you know, these guys are at war, so I love this beginning, and I think it goes great, you know, from the beginning to the middle, where they have to, they realize, finally, after Willis almost dies in the Sarlacc pit, that they're the only people, or only things on this planet, and they have to survive. And then that, I love seeing the respect. Like, they do become, I want to say, they're not friends, for a long, long time, but kind of like, let's just say co Like, you know, you're stuck in your, your cubicle next to that asshole and yeah. <laughs> you're making quit but they're also talking to each other like i love this scene where jerry's learning about this is my left foot this is my right foot this is both my feet and this is my head so willis is teaching english but then willis says that is your ugly head so they're still doing a little quips eventually um jerry teaches you know willis you know the talmud or whatever it's called like the drac religion and learns about their god but then (laughs) i the comedy in this middle is great too because willis is trying to hunt and he says you know that you know what they say if at first they don't don't succeed you don't succeed try try again and jerry's just blown away you know is this some great Earthman teacher and he's like yeah mickey mouse so it's just great so when they get into into arguments they're face to face and it's the you know it's the cover of the movie poster them just staring at each other and it's this scene where, where willis is insulting jerry's god and then jerry of course he's just learning english he doesn't know how to say you know your god sucks or anything like that he just says mickey mouse is a big stupid dope and then i love how willis willis um tried he he he's he's laughing without opening his mouth so i just love the progression from the dark to the really i think well-written comedy with these two people hating each other to the friends because eventually they have to make a shelter from like these random meteor attacks meteor showers or whatever and it's the one of my favorite scene is when jerry tells willis that he's basically pregnant and the drax they they're ace they're um they're not male or female they're both you know they they get pregnant asexually just whenever it's time and again it's one one of my one of my favorite, you know, it, it's because it's Dennis Quaid. I fucking love Dennis Quaid. It's a great reveal. Um, because Willis is getting frustrated, you know, because Jerry isn't out hunting or doing anything, you know, he's moving slow and this and that. And again, you gotta tell by the length of the hair and the beard how long it's been. And um, Willis is getting frustrated. He's like, you know, what's your fucking problem? And it's just you know, it's this great reveal. It's a it's again a great fucking shot. We get a shot of Jerry's hand, and he's resting his hand on his belly, and he takes his hand off his belly, and you see. The belly is got a big bump on it and moving up and down. And then, again, I love it because it's the comedy, I think. He's like, Willis says, you're pregnant? Well, how did that happen? Don't look at me. You know, that type of stuff. So they go from these enemies, like Willis hates this guy, then to the respect and then to the friendship. So I think the progression is great.
1: I... There we go. I think technically on paper, yes. On the, I, I've been saying this since many, On the surface, yes, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's that simple. And ninety percent of the time that they're together is this buddy buddy sitcom, mm-hmm. oh you know, God. black people be different than white people, um sort of thing. Where, see, it's all over. This movie's all over the place, and I can't talk about it without nitpicking. But mm. it's the, it's kind of oh, this yeah. is, it's to me, it's bad sci-fi when there's so. Many things you know, like you have to suspend disbelief to a certain degree, and we're not even talking about. I think that the, the relationship stuff is so out of whack, there is not enough. And this doesn't mean I want brutal realism, mm-hmm. but I am never there's so many things I want to say. No, I uh, first of all, I think I love Dennis Quaid, I'm a huge defender of him, and the but mm-hmm. it's mostly the movie choices that he makes. I think, as an actor and as a person, he has slight down syndrome, him and Kevin Costner, that he's retarded to a certain degree, and he was totally wrong for this. I think if you're he I'm thinking like, you know, Clint Eastwood or um Gene Hackman and the Friends Connection, at no point do I I know you're told that he hates them. I'm not convinced that he hates them. I don't there's not enough racist stuff. When they finally bond, it should be a a really profound moment. And when they're when they're separated, it should be a really profound moment. I felt nothing. And I love I think Louis Gossett Jr. Absolutely destroys in this movie. He's so amazing. He probably should have mm. won an award or something. Mm. Um, I never knew that he played this character. I mean, it's one of the, like this great. Um, it's so hard to do that. It's like um, it's like the classic uh, Universal monster movies, you know? They mm. had to convey all of this emotion through their eyes and body movement and stuff. That, and
0: that makeup job he's under is fucking amazing. No,
1: that's that's just the the quality of the the design is amazing. But <laughs> what makes it even better. Is his acting. Yeah. Like he takes the, he's, he's complete. You can't see him in the makeup. That's, right. he, there's no shred of Louis Gossett Jr. in that. And then he took mm-hmm. it to the next level and made it this totally lovable, realistic character. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. And that just ties into what I'm saying is that he's not scary. Okay. I think Dennis Quaid's too stupid as, as, uh, you know, I know he's supposed to be a gung ho pilot, but he's too stupid mm-hmm. as a human being in this movie. Louis Gossett Jr um his the alien is never scary which it should be there's no there's no real tension to me at the beginning it it should have been way scarier their their relationship should should have been more abrasive and scary for a longer period so that when they finally have their bonding moment um just the it would have hooked me a lot deeper and especially towards the end when he when he dies it's just like i just don't care anymore um it's i just know that i'm you know checking my watch i got 20 more minutes or 30 more minutes to watch without him um it's like so it, the movie is setting me up to to be disappointed uh, because I know that nothing can top what I just watched and then it turns out that it can't it's the mm-hmm. silly ridiculous Indiana Jones crap in the in the minds um, but I was talking about like there's certain things you have to believe mm-hmm. that the movie's walking you through like and then you know it's science fiction I know but this isn't Star Wars it's not sci. it's not a space opera uh-huh. there has to be some science to it like so these two advanced civilizations of humans and Drax but both have pilots fall to this planet and they don't know that they're there and even if they explain that in the film i didn't i don't remember it so they're they're trapped in this planet and then they build this ridiculous beetle hut which is absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and part of their bonding and as soon as it gets destroyed like literally as soon as it gets destroyed by the the monster that comes up underneath it oh conveniently there's a cave right down the road uh if i would have fucking crashed on a planet with like aliens and crazy bugs and you know super dangerous shit Mm -hmm. the first place i'm making a home is that clear cave right there down the fucking path like why would you it's ridiculous
0: first off it's not it's not destroyed by the the sarlacc or whatever it is they have to get out of there because when they're sleeping, it comes up from under them and it's yeah. strangling Jerry. They have to get out of there because A, it knows where it, it, they live now. So they're leaving during a meteor shower. It's destroyed by um, a tree falling down and yeah. crushing it. We don't know how far those, those two guys ran to find this. Uh, you can
1: see a mountain from where they crashed. That the, You do know how far they did. You can <laughs> see mountains on, on the distance. They land on a planet. The first thing they realize is there's uh-huh. meteor showers every few hours okay. so we need to find cover and secondly they know from his own personal experience of getting trapped in the sarlacc pit thing that there's monsters living under the fucking ground so therefore danger in the sky danger in the ground there's a mountain that's the first place we should go a fucking solid rock with holes in it that's just a nitpick
0: Oh, that's fine. The pics are fine.
1: Mm. But that kind of Wolfgang Peterson, the producers, whoever allowed this type of thinking is, uh-huh. is, is what leads to my opinion, uh-huh. horrific fucking ending, like head scratching. look well, you got to explain it to me because,
0: okay, well, what, what is, what do you need me to explain? What is it that that's so confusing? Are you, are you confused because you don't like it? Are you confused because you don't know what's happening? What?
1: No, I'm not. I'm, I totally understand what's happening. I'm confused as to how it ended up in the movie. And like, <laughs> (laughs) how would you're not upset by it like how what are you doing that i'm not doing to enjoy the last 30 minutes of this movie
0: um well i i've looked at it like okay jerry's dead um willis has to take care of zombies which is who is i guess can't really say the son of jerry but we'll for you know purposes we'll just say the son of jerry and now willis has become a father figure to this while always having these nightmares of being rescued and eventually he sees a spaceship flying through the sky he goes and um, he finds the miners who are have enslaved Drax. The miners are obviously stealing iron and anything out of the core of the planet. And you know right away that when that happens, you know, you shake shaking your head. You know right away that zombies is eventually going to get captured. I like that because...
1: Wait, they enslaved the Drax. Slave labor. Yeah. They enslaved this advanced civilization. That that, that actually it's happened. A,
0: it's, just a, it's just a handful of them.
1: It doesn't matter. How is that possible? Because well if you
0: look at them they all look pretty fucking old so they can't defend themselves
1: so they have old slaves for slave labor don't you want young productive people that you can work to death why would they have, none of it it's just it's so contrived I. Yeah, I it's, but... it's not sci-fi at this point it's It's. It's stupid what, what is this what are we watching why have how could they have how, why are there slaves any first of all why are there, the concept of slavery in the future and you, you, you always oppress uh, cultures that can't defend themselves that's what slaves are not fucking the super advanced uh warrior people and they would just use robots there's no slavery in any kind of uh future uh universe uh, i mean maybe there is but i we you know we're we're, we're here in, in 2020 and on earth we're 10 uh, years from having robots replacing people at mcdonald's and in right. this universe i'm supposed to believe that they're enslaving just these old drac people to mine for what what's the purpose of this
0: well the reason in my opinion is why do they pick the old ones because they could not defend themselves you know they're physically we're,
1: what about their families of young ones that are warriors can't they defend them for them isn't that what we have yeah. like is
0: Maybe, maybe the swamp or the village or whatever fucking you know drek area that they they took these old people from. Maybe they slayed all of the fucking younger ones because they knew eventually that if they took the younger ones, that they would lead the revolt and take care of these you know evil miners. That's why they got these old people. That's why they're whipping them and, and beating them. <laughs>
1: what what's the the main drek uh, well, Jerry?
0: Jerry, Lewis Jerry,
1: you, you know Jerry and a few of his drek drek friends could kill all of these fucking redneck miner motherfuckers. Rockers. Right. There would be no. There's no. There's no. Right, but it's it, not it realistic. Kill,
0: it could kill the rednecks with their technology. None of these drags have their technology. Okay.
1: They don't have technology on their home world where they were picked up. But, I mean, you get that, I mean, what did they? Did they lure out these old people slaves with breadcrumbs? Do they have like a big mousetrap with a fucking net that comes down on them? What does that mean?
0: It, it's very po- It's very possible they did that. You don't. You don't know how they got these drags. It doesn't really matter how they got these drags.
1: It does matter. <laughs> no, that, that's matter. the whole. That's what sci. Does, that's what sci-fi is. Everything matters and has to be explained.
0: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. They got these old drags. That's all you need to know. I just explained it to you in my own little in like thirty seconds. They got these drags because they're older. They can't defend themselves against the rednecks, as you call them.
1: Um, it does that's, That 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 explanation doesn't make sense in this in this I scenario. Do- that doesn't make sense. You don't enslave defensive elderly people to work in mines when they come from a civilization yeah, of warriors. It, it,
0: I'm calling them. Old because they look older than Jerry, you know. But again, how can you fucking tell the age difference between one drag to another? Um. But the thing is, though, I think they pick air quote older drags because they can't physically defend themselves as much as say someone Jerry's age or whatever. That's why they are intimidated. They are beaten and forced into doing this. And all you know, of this, these- all
1: of this is just so that people wouldn't be confused that there was no enemy mine in the movie, which has it has nothing to do with that and nothing to do with the story.
0: Yeah, but she also this the thing is though, I'm not as retarded as a lot of these people are. I didn't need an enemy mind put in at the end of the movie. I just took it as just another part of the story. I didn't really give a shit that, you know, we have to have something that matches up with with the title. And then, of course, like I said, I love how, you know, zombies, of course, you know, we we have to have the rescue in in the final act. And Lewis, or Lewis, um, Willis is shot, left for dead. He's found by somebody. Okay, you got the searchlight finding him. He's been dead for however many fucking years he's been dead you know believed to have been dead and i like how the first thing he does when he wakes up and he's clean shaven um he's going on a rescue mission and no one's gonna fucking stop he blows out the the, the doors and he leaves no matter what and i like that he's determined it's now a rescue mission and i like how he goes in and he will kill anyone who gets in his way he he throws the one dude down the um i guess i guess you, wanna, you 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 said it was like indiana jones like this is the guy that gets crushed by the the cement roller or whatever in temple of doom you know the guy that's on, on uh, the rope, he gets crushed. Um, I really enjoy it. You know, he's shooting people left and right to find zombies, and then of course, he gets to the area where they keep all the dead drags, and of course, zombies is still alive. And um, then he has to fight, you know, head redneck number one, you know. Um, and uh, of course, it's the guy that shot him and, and left him for dead type of thing. And again, I think it's this great little, small fight. You know, Dennis Quaid isn't gonna die because he's you know, lead, the lead guy, but you know, he's he's not. Knocked down, he's put in this conveyor belt thing like over the, the molten lead, and he's saved by the older Drak because the older Jack was able to get some technology, even though it was a rifle. He saved the day. And then when the guy is shot and killed, we get that that PG thirteen violence. We do get that one cool shot of his molted head come out of the lava or of the, the melted steel and go back down. They're saved. And then Lewis, why do I keep saying Lewis? I keep confusing him. I just watched Pet Cemetery the other day, so I'm just I'm confused using him with, like, you know, Dale Midkiff, because they both got that fucking Joker smile. Um, Willis takes zombies to, to Dracon. He keeps promise to, you know, basically, you know, he stands before the council. They do the bar mitzvah. It's basically what it is, you know. His name is added to the lineage, and then it's cool because Willis's, yeah, I got the name right that time. Willis's name, Willis Davids is added to the line of I don't know, Drak names or whatever. So, I really like that. We go from the beginning. Of course, you know, it's trope. Uh, Willis hates the Drakk bonds with the Drak, rescues a Drak, his name becomes part of the Drak lineage. I think it's a perfect A, B, C to the end. I think you're just looking too into it or you're just trying to troll me with this whole old drag thing. <laughs> um,
1: no, I promise not. you I'm, I'm not. not. Again, it in retrospect, on paper, from a distance, mm-hmm. it seems like that. It's true. But watching uh-huh. it, not have seen this as a kid a thousand times before, mm-hmm. everything you just said, minus mm-hmm. the shot of the, the, which is a really... I mean the whole movie's amazing looking so it's not yeah. it's not that interesting to point out one thing but the one specific yeah. lava thing is absolutely a fantastic shot aside from that all of that's retarded I mean <laughs> the whole ending that you were just explaining what happens and i'm explaining right now that it's fucking retarded this movie (laughs) should have been Uh and anyone with a fucking half a brain on that movie set should have stopped them from this fucking retarded mind indiana jones gotta go back and save the kid thing this is a a play about two people trapped in the extraordinary circumstances who gives a shit about all that other stuff they Mm -hmm. should have drac jerry dies too soon we don't have enough development between them it's rushed Mm -hmm they should have raised this kid together to a certain degree we should have so got to know dad. these people a little bit more and then he should have died some tragic death where at the end where you're like oh god you feel the weight of the world on Dennis Quaid's shoulders that he's not completely changed he's still kinds of you can't change people completely he still kind of hates the Drek because that's the way he was raised uh-huh. but now he's you know he's got to raise this kid that, you know like leave some stuff up to your imagination the potential you know how's oh, he god. gonna you can
0: now, now you can leave stuff up to your imagination, but you can't. You leave stuff up to your imagination when the old Drex kidnapped.
1: No, what are you talking about? The old you. The fact that you just said old Drex. Old Drex retarded. That's not. That's not a concept that's interesting. It's absolutely stupid. Like the slave stuff. No, no. Of course you should leave it up to your imagination because this is a play. This is. It's supposed to be yeah. about people discussing ideas. There's no ideas at play here. It's fucking just yeah. stupid. Like I'm getting. It's. It's. It's making me angry. Like. <laughs> you, cl- you call it sci-fi it's record. it's an insult to sci-fi it's like how could they not see this it's just this amazing concept uh-huh. that it's only 30 minutes long anyway i don't know how the fuck they stretch this to the 90 minutes you have to be really smart uh, like whoever wrote this is not or wh- whoever was forced to write this stuff and it's just unfortunate like they have to tack on this stupid hollywood bullshit schlock to something that is so simplistic it's just two people getting to know each other the little nitpick oh. stuff doesn't matter to me okay you know i'm just giving you shit too i know but i'm 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 not directing this at you i'm directing this at the movie like i am angry it's like god damn it this this should have been this should have been a classic and they just dropped the ball so hard but see
0: here's the thing you said you wanted them to like i i I don't know if you caught me but like my two dads you know you know two two guys you know raising and raising a kid together i love how jerry's dead because i love how mm -hmm. zami is growing up with a human he has never seen his own kind until he finally sees the old Drax Getting whipped and beaten By the redneck You know But you that's I am
1: I am human I don't care about A alien being raised by humans That's not interesting Because I know What's how he's going to raise him Because I know this guy Dennis Quaid's character Is a fucking idiot He's a fucking <laughs> idiot And he's gonna raise him Like a fucking <laughs> idiot Like an American Fucking earthling idiot I you want to see I want to see The Drac alien uh-huh. Raise his kid And I want to see The fucking idiot learn something not the little kid and there's not enough of that if i wanted a taste of jerry raising this kid the proper way because just because dennis quaid just happens to be the only person on the planet like just because it just story-wise he just happens to be the one that's gonna have to raise this kid doesn't mean it's right you know what i mean like he's a fucking like racist moron and people don't just change like that how many people do you know that in their like 40s just suddenly something happens and they're not racist anymore i know it's an Ordinary circumstance like bonding with an alien or whatever mm-hmm. but it's just all of the decisions they made mm. are just so cheap and rushed so you don't need to spend 40 million dollars showing fucking <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never seen you this worked up. Um, but see, that's the thing. I like, I like because I
1: like that stuff so much. I do. I like it. I like this. I like the scenario, <laughs> and I like, I like Jerry uh-huh. so much.
0: Uh-huh. How, like I said, I love the interaction between Willis and zombies. Again, you know, it, 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 you know, it's, it's pretty much hitting the nail on the head. You know, throwing it in your face. You know that we're different, but we're the same. The scene where he's never seen a drag and he, you know, you know, drags have three fingers, humans have five. I like, I love that scene, how he's saying how, you know, you're a drac, You have three fingers. I'm a human. I have one, two, three, four, five. And then Zombies thinks he's going to get five fingers because they're the same. And he's like, no, because I'm a human and you're a drac. And then he does ask, he says, what is my parent like? And he said, you know, your parent was my friend. And I just, that scene wouldn't have happened if Jerry was still alive. I love how Zombies doesn't know where he came from. I personally think that that's one of my favorite, I don't know, theme is the right term to use, but I love how Zami I was just going to say, you know it's funny because he's basically, you know a frog person, but a fish out of water you know what I mean? Yeah. I love how he doesn't know where he came to me. I think that's pretty powerful in a cheesy sci-fi Star Trek episode, whatever you want to call it. I really think that scene is powerful. I mean, I know we just saw the the goofy fucking football scene where they're playing football and it's just for comic relief. I loved it as a kid. It's kind of goofy and stupid now, but my daughter loved it because it was goofy and stupid but I like I really really love that scene where he's telling the zombies they're not the same they'll never be the same I, I think you could have you still have had
1: that you said you wouldn't have had that I think you still could have had that with if they were raising him together and he died and he has a little it's just to me we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna just disagree on this fundamentally no, that's fine. doesn't mean you're, we have different tastes I honestly just think you're saying that you enjoy nothingness and not knowing like Viking if you're saying that you like the fact that the little kid doesn't know where he came from, mm-hmm. vicariously the audience doesn't know where he came from. We don't we only know just this little sliver that we got before Jerry died. And I don't wow. give a shit about um th- like the mon- the whole montage football, like him raising him stuff, to me, I, I was it's one of those moments where I'm always talking about where I hear the naked gun music. Like, you know, <laughs> something tells me I'm in like just bad <laughs> okay. bad like that that really was in my head. I was like, oh no, they're really doing this? <laughs> and I'll always want um you know there's just so many things happening here so many so many ideas at play and uh I would have uh, just wished it was a little more dynamic <sighs> without sounding like a pretentious asshole. No, it's you're like... not.
0: You like what you like, you don't like what you don't like. There's nothing wrong with that, with this show. It's literally, like I said, it's just us talking a movie. And that's why I like us not knowing what the other person's going to say on the other end. Like, We'll use an example, like Big Trouble Little China. I didn't know that you weren't as much of a fan as you used to be. I'm glad that you didn't really enjoy this movie as much as I was hoping you would, because I still think we got a really good conversation out of it, whether it's based basically you know us not budging on on anything
1: yeah and you know to try this into
0: nothing to do do with you being pretentious or any of that bullshit you you like what you like you don't like what you don't like this like i said i've said this many fucking times before this isn't a ranting uh, you know you your brain was getting (laughs) melted you know i think that for the most in a long long time but this isn't a show where if people disagree we're gonna have a fucking epic youtube rant because those things are fucking played out and retarded you know it's literally us the conversation and I, I i i like that you know i like the surprise i like you know maybe i can change your mind maybe you can change my mind we're not fucking budging on this one and that i think is great you don't have to worry about sounding pretentious or any of that bullshit because who fucking cares anyway
1: yeah i know it's just i wish i could explain better but at the same it's like mm-hmm. we have this this whole um, atmosphere of not really giving a shit we're just two guys mm-hmm. talking and that's true but i do want to convey very clearly why i don't like this movie movie but it's hard to do that when i don't take it 100 seriously i didn't take notes or anything but to to tie this back into star trek and i need to be mm. more clear about this before we end it because when i say this is like a bad episode of, of star trek there mm. there's good episodes there's bad now this is very rare in that the bad episodes of star trek or any tv series they're usually filler there's some kind of gimmick where they the writers got lazy they just you know something um you know they'll have uh you know the crew go back they'll they'll go into like the uh the holodeck and then they'll play out like a sherlock holmes mystery Okay. or they go to medieval times it's always some gimmicky bullshit thing where they don't they're just like the writers are tired of writing brilliant stuff they're like let's just have some mm-hmm. fun right mindless fun okay. that's a bad episode to me personally some people mm-hmm. that's their favorite ones it's like x-files you know they they have two types i'm I, i'm hardcore x-files there's two okay. types of episodes government conspiracy and monster of the week and you know there there's a little gray area between those but that's basically the two and it goes back and forth monster of the weeks are great some people think those are the best episodes right but i i appreciate the government conspiracy ones more the the whole okay. ufo aliens and civilization dna stuff whatever the wacky uh what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> I do, I do no, have a point though This yeah, ties into I'm it ahead. I'm all over the place If you understand what I'm saying That's good But This is not a bad episode um, In that It's just Something that's supposed to be fun A cop out To a certain degree This is one of the This is something that really doesn't exist Or it's very mm-hmm. rare In that it's a great concept mm-hmm. It should have been A classic episode okay. But They just They just ruined it They just They didn't They didn't Carry their weight It's not It's it's not ex- executed properly in my opinion okay. so that's what that's the difference that's
0: actually a good way to explain it in my opinion there's there's i i've said it before i don't know if i've ever said it in an episode but i've said before concept is great but execution is the most important part
1: yeah and to me it's um you know that's even more in a more uh literal sense though mm-hmm. It is executed well from a, from a director point of view, um, mm-hmm. filmmaking wise. I'm talking about the writing. Okay. I think the writing, the structure, the plotting, that's all a huge mess. And it has a lot to do with the fact that the studio interfered. I'm sure that the original book or whatever this is based on that yeah, doesn't it have, the- it's based on what?
0: Uh, either a book or a short story. It is based on something that was, that's been published
1: yet. Yeah. I'm sure they should have let that person write the screenplay and not have this stuff. That's, I mean, I know it's not in the book, the mining stuff. Um, um, doesn't matter. The, but the, the, the <laughs> filmmaking is executed wonderfully. And, you know, okay. I said I probably never watch it. I'm, I, I think I'm going to stand by that, but I <laughs> will flip through it again uh-huh. to that little bit of bonding between the, uh, the two main characters. There's some uh-huh. good stuff in there. Um, but whereas we're just going to see this differently. Yeah. You see there, the bonding stuff of enemy to friend to, to, mm. to, uh, having the kid as this big chunk of the movie. Uh-huh. And it might technically be, but in my mind, it's really rushed, and there's just not enough of that stuff.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that, even if I think you're wrong.
1: Yeah, and it makes me mad. Not that you think I'm wrong. No, 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 It's just like, I don't know why this makes me so upset. It
0: is what it is, dude. Here, I got one final, I got one question. So basically, you know, basically, I don't really have to say what you thought of the movie. Um, were you more disappointed? Like, I'm not gonna throw in big money hustlers, because I knew you weren't gonna fucking like that. Were you more disappointed in this movie, or Reuben and Ed? Because I really thought you would enjoy Ruben and Ed, and you... You were kind of iffy on. Were you more disappointed in Enemy Mine or Ruben and Ed?
1: Hmm. I think definitely more disappointed with Enemy Mine because um, all things considered, because Ruben and Ed is kind of this like um, anti-art kind of thing. It's more Mm -hmm. it's avant-garde. No matter what they say, I don't care what the director said because his intent doesn't matter to me. He's obviously Mm -hmm. trying to do this like anti-film movie, like where he's just um, you know poking fun at all. These cliches, and um, I can I see that for what it is, and it never could it couldn't have been. I I was disappointed because I think Crispin Glover, uh, his character in the film, is not as uh, as over the top as I had been led to believe. Okay, I thought it wasn't he wasn't as interest. It was like ironically the least interesting Crispin Glover performance, right? Like for me, from all the movies I've seen him in,
0: for for you, yeah, I would say for for you, yeah,
1: and that's just not like I'd been built up, and with this, it's like. I, I didn't have any expectations but now in retrospect thinking about it it's way more disappointing because it's like it's unlike Ruben and Ed this mm. is like a brilliant concept and it just didn't it, it didn't work for me
0: okay and that's totally fine didn't work for frenzy I absolutely love it Um, <laughs> and you know what that's gonna happen on this show and again you know not to not to praise this show because who the fuck is gonna praise the show other than movie massacre um and Mel and Taylor um I like that we don't always agree because if we always Agreed. What would be the point of anyone fucking listening because it'd just be two dumbasses just, you know, saying how great a movie is. I really enjoy that. So I'm glad this episode happened, even if we did not see eye to eye almost at all. Um, I have nothing else to say. I think, Frenzy, you've said enough. Uh You no, know, all joking aside, I, I I'm really proud of this episode. Um, before we do our usual closing, I want to say this is episode 48, I believe. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to say what movie we have planned for episode 50. Should we say what the concept is planned for episode 50, Frenzy? You want to throw that out there? No, go ahead. Okay, for episode 50, I've already picked the movie we're going to discuss, and Frenzy is all about it, but we're going to do or we're going to attempt, you know, Jesus hates us. It took us 90 minutes to get this episode prepared because we're doing it on, on, on Zoom for our first time, but um, episode 50 we're going to try to do our very first ever live episode um on YouTube. Is that it, Frenzy? Yeah. Okay. So you know, fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes and nuts crossed. We're gonna we hope this <laughs> is going to work, but we're gonna try for episode 50 to our first ever live stream. If it worked, we plan on doing more maybe every week, maybe every other week. We don't know. It's all a work in progress, but that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very interested in what's going to be episode 50. Um, we're going to nix the Stephen King game tonight, because we've already decided since I, I fucked up last week with the Stephen King game, and that's why we're doing Enemy Mine. Next week, we're going to do the movie that I we would have done this week. We're going to do 1932's Freak, which I think is going to be a lot of fun, because A, it's getting us out of the fucking 80s, um, and uh, it'll go well with the fact that we uh, we discussed Freak, like episode six seven i don't know how long ago it was so next week we're doing 1932's freak episode 50 i'm very very excited for and then uh we'll see where the fuck we go from there so that's it um you can find me hey internet eric here google it i'm on youtube uh all the other social medias it's late so i'm not going to ramble that much losers.com takes you to the video for uh these episodes if you want to follow us on social media click the info on the video and it'll show you everywhere you find find us if you just want to listen to us like we've pretty much plugged him numerous times on this like movie Masker does um we are on he listens to us on spotify we're also on apple Podcasts and basically everywhere else uh frenzy when you're not growing a beard you know to look like dennis quaid like this but you end up looking like randy quaid is there anywhere we can find you on the internet <laughs>
1: yeah hopefully i never end up looking like randy quaid <laughs> jesus um you can find me if you want i don't know why you would i'll say it again just my name on youtube i think uh if anyone's listening to this and cares uh the next one i'm gonna do is on um chester copper pot Good. like I don't, I don't i don't want to i'm so i'm the the busiest person you people have ever met at the same time than like i have nothing you know official so it's just weird mm-hmm. this week i was looking at all my my notes I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I want to do this Chester Copperpot thing. It's a mystery surrounding Chester Copperpot, and hopefully, like the stand video, which has been solved officially. Mm-hmm. Um, go check that out if you haven't. This guy who knows Mick Garris gave me insider info. He he's a, he 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 broke it down in the comment section exactly what happened. So I changed the title to "Solved by Him." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really cool. So maybe some fucking Chester Copperpot expert's gonna come forward and solve this mystery. <laughs> Should just yeah, start definitely. a channel called Movie Mysteries. So yeah, that would be fun check it out i I just wanted to say one last thing though about this movie remake it please i you know like we're always i'm always talking about like just putting ideas out into the universe Mm -hmm. someone remake this movie remake (laughs) it remake it way better it's so great there's so so much potential here don't do mining stuff just keep it all in one location man they they, with a hard r this could be a killer movie i think
0: you hear that christopher nolan remake enemy mine
1: (laughs) Oh God, no! Because then, it, if he can't have like hot guys in suits, he he won't do it. So it's not going to happen with him.
0: All right, one last thing I want to say is some little shameless self promotion is I do hope you guys check out the the YouTube page because we do have YouTube exclusive videos. We just recently uploaded our top five John Carpenter films. That one is I'm going to say interesting to say the least. But we've we've also done hottest chicks of Friday the Thirteenth. Um, was Ernest P. Worrell in Vietnam? Um, just random stuff that you can only find on YouTube and not through your audio. So uh, hopefully if you like listening to the show, you'll check out those other things. But with that, I'm done rambling. It's almost midnight. My coffee's wearing off and I'm going to say see you in the next. Bye-bye.